everyone, welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? We're back, baby. Uh, how's it going, Matt? Uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I've missed this. I really have. Um, wasn't sure how we'd feel taking the break, uh, whether or not I'd be glad to be getting the free time or whether I'd miss having the, the therapy sessions with you. But I have to say, I've missed it quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's been, well, just coming up three weeks since we last recorded. And there's definitely been times in that where I've been itching to get on. Yeah. Whether it was to have a rant, whether it was to celebrate or whatever. But I'm not going to lie, I did enjoy the little break as well. And I definitely needed it. It's given me a bit of uh, refocus, rejuvenation. And uh, yeah. Like I say, we're back. Yep. And it's probably not going to go <laughs> the way we was hoping <laughs> when we first said we were going to do it, which we'll get into in a minute. So, yeah, like I say, um, it's coming up three weeks since we last recorded. Last episode we did was just after the first Knicks loss uh, in the two losses that we suffered to them. Uh-huh. Uh, at that point, that loss put us five below 500 and uh, sent me off the ledge, spiralled, and uh, basically the team broke me. Uh, obviously, we have watched every game live since and done all the socials. It's just this we took the break from. So, yeah, and we'll get into that the last three weeks, I suppose. Um I it's say the been last a roller coaster. One, yeah, um, and nothing's changed, which is no. the annoying thing about it. We looked at the schedule and kind of thought that that was a part of it where the season could turn around, and it hasn't. Basically, it's nope. pretty much stayed the same. Beat the good teams, lose to the crap teams, and the actual in-game play hasn't changed at all has it still can't rebound still can't score threes still can't stop threes and we come out with a lack of energy and effort a lot of the time yeah yeah a lot of the time we find ourselves having to chase back into a game um, purely because we haven't brought the energy from from the the tip and uh, it's just it, it just creates too much of a mountain to climb in some some games and other games it, it it just makes it a very, very difficult game where it could have been a lot easier if we'd played like we like we finished the game, if we'd started the game that way. Yeah, I mean, that's it. the last episode, it was just after the first Knicks loss. Um, and at that time, I'd say we finished five below 500. And I did say I could see us dropping to seven and potentially even 10, looking at the games that we had ahead. Yeah. And we did drop to seven. We lost the next game to Knicks, and then we had whatever that was against Minnesota. <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to go too, too deep into any of it because nobody's got time for that. And it was depressing at the time. We don't want to depress ourselves even more now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we finished that Minnesota game. What, we gave up 150 points in it, yeah. and it was just disgusting. And you think, right, that's it. 
season's pretty much done. Seven below, and then we get a three-game win streak. A bit of a meh sort of game against Heat, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, got the win. And then the Io buzzer beater against Hawks and the Damar buzzer beater against Knicks in sort of back-to-back games. Yeah. Um, give us some excitement, some, you know, happiness back. I don't think we played particularly well in the games, to be fair, but um, obviously to win in that fashion, especially the Hawks one after what they did to us was, yeah. was good. Uh, obviously that Knicks one sent us into Christmas on a bit of a high um, we got ourselves back to what four below uh-huh. and you think right have Christmas enjoy Christmas with your families come out and uh, do what we need to do and we didn't we lost the Rockets yeah the miserly Rockets standard bull the thing is I kind of, ex- I kind of expected it I kind of saw it come in because we just, well, especially this year, we're not doing well against them sort of teams. No, we just and don't seem to... Like, I, I don't know whether they're taking these teams for granted, whether they think they're better than they are, and they're just thinking, oh, well, this is a cruise game, and it ends up becoming a trap game or what. But it just seems to keep happening again and again and again. Yeah. and um, I mean, you know, Rockets, yeah. They're a bad team. They'd, I don't think they'd won on the road before they come to us, had they, or something no, like that. No, that's right. But you can't let players like Jalen Green and uh, KPG uh, keep uh, KPJ get hot because they're young, they're athletic, and they'll just thrive on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Jalen Green hit that sort of buzzer beat of three, didn't he? Was it Jalen Green that hit it? I think you know, from a ridiculous distance. And it's just yes. like, it just sums up this bull, you know, we never get them to go in. <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of form we're in, they never drop for us. And it seems every team manages to drop them against us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously we lost to Rockets. Then, surprise, surprise, we come out and we beat the Bucks. In yeah. a game where, was it 46 points for Yanis? Where That's he right. just did Yanis things and made the game horrible to watch because he just bullies his way through, doesn't get calls for anything. He but you know elbows, what? P. P. Will done a great job against him, uh, even though he's still got huge points. P. P. Will, I thought, stood up to him well and actually paid for it and uh, ended up with bruises everywhere, uh, seemingly. But um, what was it a clavicle contusion or something? Wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which to me says that Yanis is leading with his elbows. Yeah, which he always does. Yeah, and I, I can't stand watching books. I hate they just the games go for too long because of the amount of free throws that Yanis gets. Yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, talented player, one of the best in the league, no doubt about it. But if the refs actually called the games fairly, would he actually get as, half as many points as he does? Well, he would have fouled out in that game. Which he should have done. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously that IO um, dunk, obviously the picture he was of and everything like that, yeah. he fouled him on that for he a did. start. He did, him on the wrist as he was dunking yeah. the ball. And obviously we had Grayson Allen doing Grayson Allen things in that game. Mm-hmm. But it was good to see DeMar standing up to him, I have to say. 
Yeah, and it's like I think I can't remember who I said it to, but it's why I like ice hockey because you get some prick like Grayson Allen acting like that, he's going to get put on his ass. Yeah, and legally as well, you know. And you just kind of wish somebody could do it in basketball. It just, you know, it's like Stacey King and Adam Amin said, he's going to get something at some point. Yeah, because he's dirty. You know, and Bucks fans on media, whatever, have tried to come out and defend it, say, you know, well, Demar's dirtier because he's had more techs and that. Just because you've got a tech doesn't mean you're a dirty player. It's frustration when Demar gets a tech. Talking. Yeah, frustration. Yeah. I've been fouled by somebody like Grayson Allen and Grayson Allen not getting anything for it, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Or you could just elbow somebody in the back of the head and push them to the floor and get away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, obviously good comeback win against Bucks, and then we faced Pistons and potentially another trap game. The way this team goes, and I did say I wanted us to have the game won by the third quarter, yeah, so that we could essentially sit the starters, the big three, whoever you want to sit, uh, ready for the second of the back-to-back against Cavs, and we didn't. We didn't kill the game off until maybe what the last four minutes or so. Yeah. And it yes. required Zach to go for 40 plus. Yep, 43. And, and still get hit off Bulls Nation. <laughs> Which, mm. yeah, that's a whole different episode, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, And then we've had the two games against Cavs. Obviously, first one, lost by a point. Last two-minute report comes out. Demar, surprise, surprise, fouled on the last shot. Nothing given. And we lost by a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even going to touch on last night's until we actually talk about it. So. Yeah, well, just just on those last two-minute reports, I know it's something that we've uh, we've kind of touched on in the past, but I feckin' hate them. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, I, I get people maybe want a bit of vindication or, you know... Um, they want to be able to hear, oh, I knew there was a foul there. Okay, we've been told there was a foul there. But what do you gain from it? I know I've ranted about this before, but <laughs> what do you gain from it? You gain nothing. All it does is it puts me back to the very same place I am when the when the final whistle is blown and we've lost the game like that. It yeah. just pisses me off all over again. Yeah, you know, because it's like, at the time, you know it was a foul. Yeah, yeah. And nothing's given and you're watching no. the Cavs players run around celebrating. Yeah. I, then, I, I don't know why they can't have, even just for the last two minutes of a close game, you know, these any game that's within five points in the last whatever minutes, right? The last two minutes of any game that's close like that should be under constant video review. Yeah. And if they're going to do a, a last two-minute review on any of those calls, have it done at the game. I look, basketball games are drawn out anyway when they're close. So what difference does it make? Yeah, you get plenty of time normally in timeouts to look over these things anyway, and at least there and then you can actually correct some, maybe not all of them, but some of these major mishaps by officials in the last couple of minutes can actually be dealt with during the game. So it it can rectify the situation. This twelve hours later, releasing the last two minute report. Oh, you know, I know a lot of our American listeners are, uh, and, and maybe European listeners aren't going to get the reference I'm about to use, but there was a, a TV show, a game show back in the, I think it was probably the, the 60s and 70s on, on, on British TV called Bullseye. 
And if you lost, they used to, let's have a look okay, at what you could have won. won. And they'd bring out yeah. the prize and kind of show you, ah, look, you were this close, but you didn't win it. Well, it's yeah. pretty much what we have to go through every time with these last two minute reports. It's like, look, this is what you could have won. But yeah, you can't. We're not going to change anything. We know you shouldn't have lost that game the way you did, but tough. Yeah. Does my head um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Off the soapbox. <laughs> you know, and it's the second time we've had it this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first one being the Wizards one. And once again, yeah. Demar was the one got fouled. Yeah. So, That's because he's always the one taking the last shot. Yeah, which is something I'm going to get into in a minute. But, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's potentially two games that we've should have won. Yeah. And that makes things look a lot not not better, I guess, but not quite as drastic as it is at the minute. Right. Um, you know, because it makes us three below 500. <coughs> and, yeah, I mean, we'll get on to last night's game. We're, we're going to have to. Yeah, I can't avoid it. And before I do, I'm just going to play the, the little jingle. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Ah! Raging Bull. <laughs> Is back for 2023. And Didn't say long. <laughs> no, um, I think it's it's always been there. She's been recorded for three weeks. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, story of the game: Donovan Mitchell goes for 71 points. Mm-hmm. Well, well done. You know what? I really couldn't care less because, yeah, it goes in the history books. Well done. You know, you got 71 points. It doesn't tell you the story of the game. No, it doesn't. Because, surprise, surprise, the dad bods ruined the game. (laughs) Not for the first time this year, and I'm sure it will be for the last time. And, you know, as we just said, you get that last two-minute report from the previous game where they basically admit they fucked up. So then you think, right, you're playing the same team two days later. Surely you try and even it up a little bit. Rectify your mistake because it's perfect opportunity. Right. So first half, we finished with, what, a 21-point lead going into the half? Mm-hmm. I think at that point, Donovan Mitchell had gone for 15 or 16 points. Just got he, a tech from frustration. Yeah, for sarcastically clapping yeah Bickerstaff also got um, Tech as well didn't he in that second yeah because obviously well I, I don't even know what they were getting frustrated about you know they were missing calls on both ends yeah um, as they tend to do and that's not so bad when the game's like that because it's like alright you know tick attack fouls on both ends oh you've missed that oh but you've missed that Evens out. Right. So we come out into the third and the dad bods had put the Cavs jerseys on. And I don't give a fuck if people say, well, Donovan Mitchell went for 71. You can't blame the refs. Yeah, all right. It wasn't the refs that were missing the rebounds, as we tend to do. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the refs that were putting up the three-point shots that Donovan Mitchell was. It wasn't the refs that rebounded that last free throw, which I'll get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. But what the refs were doing is taking the momentum out of everything that Bulls were doing. 
Definitely. They changed the defensive mindset of every Bulls player out there because they were too scared to do anything, not just to Mitchell, to anybody. Right. Because it was going to be a foul. You know, there was call, fouls called on Jarrett, uh, Jarrett Allen where it was just two players jumping together. Yeah. Slightest bit of contact, that's a foul. But, you know, trip to the line for you, blah, blah, blah. Go down the other end. Same thing happens. I think was a, I said to you at one point, look at uh, Rolo with his hands all over Drummond. Yeah. As he was trying to jump. Nothing given. All right, Drummond, yeah. I think, got the bucket after it. But it's still a foul. Yeah. Regardless of whether he got it in or not. So, yeah. Right, Donovan Mitchell, he had 25 trips to the line. 20. Or 25 attempts. And he hit 20 of them. You could probably take 10 of them off for some of the fouls that were, you know. So that takes him down to 60. But, <laughs> you know, it's still an impressive game. Oh, yeah. And plus, obviously, whatever he got in overtime as well, you can take off. Yeah. So you could probably take him down to 50. Yeah. And that's an impressive game. You know, he's it putting is. up the three point seven of 15 threes. Well done. Impressive. But the reason he was getting the easy looks on the threes is because we were too scared to defend him. Yeah. And then when he was getting into the into the paint, he was getting fouled. So every like two points he was getting was converted into three points. So, you know, yeah, the refs didn't cost the Bulls or they didn't lose the Bulls the game. Bulls lost the game themselves with certain things that I'll get into in a minute. But they definitely had an effect on it. Oh, completely affected the game. Like you say, you know, they changed the momentum of the game and they changed the Bulls' mindset. And you could see the players were physically and mentally afraid to start making challenges. Yeah, and, and the only one who wasn't fouled out. Caruso. Yeah. yeah. Which, obviously, his last one, yeah. He just tripped over his foot. He got called for... Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was just one of many. But the thing is, it wasn't even the calls on Mitchell. It's the missed calls on the assault yes. on Damar and Zach. Yes, absolutely. Because that's where the momentum changes. Yeah. You know, you've got Zach going through, what, three players, getting fouled by the last one, missing the bucket, Cavs get the rebound, go down the other end... And it's a three-point play. Yeah. Because they're either hitting a three or they're fouling whatever. Yeah. So that's a five or six-point swing. Yeah. And that was happening every time. That's why that 21-point lead soon ended up going. Yeah. Dwindling away. Definitely. You know, I mean, there was that other one as well where I think it was Levert ran into Vooch. Yeah. And Vooch got called for a blocking foul. Yeah. And it's like... You know, and then we'll get on to it. The two, well, back-to-back lane violations on Caruso. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, and it was basically, I, th- I mean, I can't remember exactly because I was fuming, but I think he hit the first one, didn't he? Yep. And he missed the second one. Oh, right, line and, and Caruso lane got violation. called for a lane violation for entering three-point line. Um, yeah. Or- in, in, into the into the two point zone um, before the shot was released. So 
obviously he misses that one. So yeah. obviously he gets another attempt. Right. Misses that one. What happens again? Lane violation. The same thing again. Yeah. It's it third time round. No lane violation. Yeah. So then we go to the last play of the game, essentially. Yeah, the um, last play of regulation, which should have been the last play of the game. Yeah, and, you know, Ayo made the right choice in fouling because you can't let him get a three-point shot off. Yeah. Um, you know, and we knew what they were going to do. We just knew that that there was, it was because I said to you, we need to rebound this. He's going to miss deliberately miss the second one. Yeah, as long as he hit the first one, which he did. Yeah, and, but and I'm sure Lacey that, was shouting down the the mic last night before the the attempt, saying that you've got to box out the shooter. Now, look, that's basic fundamental basketball. Everybody knows that anyway. One player boxes out the shooter, and the other two box out the rebounders, right? Yeah, and and, and a lot of people they, have criticised Pat for not boxing Donovan Mitchell out, but. I'm sure you'll explain the rest. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Billy made the adjustment. He brought Drummond on. Yeah. Big guy, big rebounder, out there with Vooch, cut out their big men. Yeah. Job done on that sense. Now, I think if Caruso hadn't have fouled out, I think Caruso would have been there and not P-Will. Yeah, I think so. And I think if Javante was playing and Caruso had fouled out, Javante would have been there. Because them yeah. two will give anything to get that rebound. Yeah. They put the body on the line. He will, not so much. Yeah. But regardless, he obviously puts it up and then he commits a lane violation himself. Yep. Not called, dives, manages to put it back up, it goes in. Tie game. So where was the call on the lane violation? Well, that's the question, isn't it? And everyone's probably seen it go around on Twitter and whatever else. People highlighting it. People mm-hmm. highlighting the rule of the shooter can't enter the paint until it's hit the rim or the glass or whatever. You know, so we're going to get a last two-minute report that will probably say he committed a lane violation. Or knowing how the NBA work. There was no lane violation committed. However, at one thirty-four left, Zach Levine fouled Karis LeVert and that should have been a shooting foul. Yeah. Because that's how the NBA seemed to work. They're not going to admit a massive fuck-up like that when Donovan Mitchell has just got into the history books. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I mean, yeah, it's just... I'm not even going to talk about overtime because there was nothing in it that's worth talking about apart from the fact Bulls didn't do anything. No, um, there was 105 left on the clock before they uh, hit their first overtime point. Because that's when they decided to start going to the rim. Yeah. Um, so other than that, it was just shooting from distance, shooting from distance, brick after brick after brick. Yeah. Now, as I were just basically called the officials out on everything there. Well, not everything because there was a lot more, but... You know, like I say, the the same problems were still there with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I will highlight is that last play. What was it? We had three point four seconds left, or something. Um, when obviously Billy called the timeout, gets the ball at their end. Who's it going to? 
the ball. We know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the arena knew that. So guess what? Cavs know it. Right. So they're going to set this off to defend it. But what annoyed me the most is there was nothing set up as a diversion for it or a possible change. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone else was just standing there. Yeah. You know, you've got Zach Levine out there who can hit a three mm-hmm. quite easily. Yeah. Or even if he doesn't and he tries to get to the rim, chances are they're going to foul him. Yeah. You know what I mean? All he has to do is put it down on the floor and move forward and they're going to shit themselves and go, oh, we're not expecting this. Yeah. But there's nothing. And it's the same same last play every time. You know, we saw it against, well, Cavs last time. DeMar gets it, puts up an awkward-looking shot. Saw it against Knicks. Luckily, that one fell. Saw it against Hawks. Didn't fall. Luckily, Io rebounded it. Yeah. He's got to do something else when it's in these situations. Yeah. I mean, we all uh, we all knew back in the 90s that the ball was going to be in Jordan's hands. But I know I know that, but I'm just saying, you know, from a, <laughs> yeah, from a ball's perspective, I mean. <laughs> he was our go-to guy in the 90s. We knew it was always going to end up in Jordan's hands, yet two of our championships were won by Jordan passing it to the open three. Yeah. Because he knew that everybody else expected him to shoot. And DeMar needs to do something similar. He needs to realise everybody knows I'm going to shoot this. So yeah. let's do something different and catch him on the hop. Let's pass the ball to an open Vooch who has proven he can hit clutch threes or to Zach who can, like you say, either attack the rack or catch and shoot three. And you've got Kobe out there as well. Or and Kobe. You know, give, quite capable of hitting a three. Yeah. You know, I mean, can you just imagine we were in that position again and he sat Damar? What would the opposition do then? They wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> no, because nobody else would know what to do either. No. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then just one more thing on that one is Zach's coming for a lot of criticism in overtime for passing the ball out to P. Will and Ayo who missed the threes. Right. But they're wide open threes and they're both well able to shoot them. Yeah. Whereas if Zach had took them, he probably knew he was going to miss the shot himself. Yeah. So to me, Zach just can't win at the minute with his fan base. No. Because uh, if them two threes are dropped, then it's a completely different story. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've got anything else on them games before we uh, move on to our next section. No, no. Um, I was kind of hoping that as we moved into the year of our GOAT, 2023 um, yeah. that, that things might change a bit but unfortunately we're off on a we're off on a bad start but look let's put it down to experience we're no worse off now than we were when we uh, when we took a break from the pod technically except for there's less games to try and make up the difference let's hope that um, Sixers next yeah I know yeah it... <laughs> next on a 12 game run second in the east Six yeah, we... beat us quite easily <laughs> But let's be let's be positive about it. They're the types of teams we're beating. Yeah. 
So, Which, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. You never can quite tell. No. So uh, I'll send it to our advert, and then we'll come back with our next segment. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Hello, welcome back. Um, you know, we've just gone through the last three weeks there, basically. Quick time. So, i just got a question for you. Where are you at? Where are you at with this team right now? Um, Jesus, it's really hard to know. Um, they, they they kind of gave me a little bit of hope there when they started stringing together. What, what was it? It was uh, five wins out of six games. Yeah. I mean, if, if we can do that again um look we've we've dropped two games in a row now if we can come back and win maybe two or three games i'll be back on the back on the bus if we drop the next two or three games it's going to be hard to see a way back um i mean the only hope that i have in my head is that acne have some sort of a plan in the back of the draw there that they're ready to pull out for the uh, for the trade window but um, I don't know it, it's so up and down it's it's a roller coaster ride this season it really is it's hard to know what to expect game by game and, and I guess that's all I'm going to do is just keep taking it game by game yeah um, you know obviously last recording I said I jumped off the ledge and I had started to claw my way back up, but yeah, I haven't made it yet. You know, you're still hanging on, Matt. What's you're still hanging on? Yeah, I mean, still watching, still yeah. doing everything I need to do, but I'm not really enjoying it. To be fair, at the minute, I just, you know, this. You use sport as a distraction, and when that distraction is pissing you off constantly, it, it gets you down, doesn't it? And it's, I think once you lose it, it takes a lot to get it back. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I'm not the only one in the Bulls fan base that is feeling the same. I know listening to THGO <laughs> this morning, Matt Peck said he was done as well. Um, I think I've just got there a bit quicker than some. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... I'll ask you it in a different way. Where are you at with Acme? Or AK in particular? They, well, yeah, say they, it's not Mark Eversley as much as it is uh, Arturis, but he he needs he needs to play his hand now. Um, we can't keep sitting on this, hoping that continuity is going to somehow shine a light on the future of this season. Uh, let alone the future of this team. 
a change needs to happen now. It's, it's not just a case of we want to see change. A change needs to happen. It has to. Because yeah. at the moment, this win a few, lose a few, win a few, lose a few. Win a, it would be okay if we were sitting at 500. Yeah. But the fact that we're stagnating and we've plateaued and we're four or five games under the whole time, that's just not good enough. It's just not. And yeah. obviously this team is doing as much as it can do. And Billy has done as much as he's capable of doing with this roster. So the roster needs to be shaken up to some extent. And now I'm not saying blow it up. I'm certainly not one of these people who's on for blowing everything up. Because I honestly don't think if you blow this up that it's going to be a, a quick return to where we are now or better. Yeah. So we just need a couple of tweaks, a couple of changes that could make all the difference. Yeah. I mean, for me, what's the most frustrating thing is we've not heard anything off him or off him. Yeah, but I think kind yeah. of standard is around about the um, All-Star game, isn't it, for them to come out and say something? Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, they've kind of left Billy out to dry a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It, I mean, they still haven't even announced his extension officially, have they? Not officially, no. Um, you know, and then after all that, you know, the blow-up after the Timberwolves game, it was Billy that had to come out and say what needed to be said. You know, then it's just, I don't know, just anything from them. Yeah. Just a little hello, just so we know they're still there. We know they're still alive, that they still actually care about this team and what was actually happening would, would be nice. Um. So where are you at with Billy then? You know what? I, li- I like Billy, right? And I, I think... I think he had an opportunity last night in the press conference after the game to come out and kind of defend his guys and criticise the refs, knowing that it would probably cost him uh, a fine and uh, a telling off from the league. But I do think that... I, I think that the squad needed to hear him do that. And he kind of... He danced around it a little bit in the press conference and, you know, kind of let it be known that there was a bit of disquiet about how he felt about the refereeing and the officials. But at the same time, he didn't criticise them too much either. And I just I just think that the players needed to hear him and see him do that. Do you think, though, that that's because he knows it doesn't change anything? Why? Why lose fifteen grand or whatever the fine's going to be? But does it not change anything? It could. It could change. It could change the mentality yeah, I, and the morale yeah. within the team. I mean, obviously, we saw him getting teed up in this in that game as well. Yeah. Which you know, and very ferociously chew his gum as we tend to do. Yeah, well, at one point he nearly accidentally stuck the chewing gum to the microphone in the press conference. I thought it was going to come flying out of his mouth at one point, but like at, at one point, at one point in the game last night, I actually thought Stacey King was going to get teed up because he was getting so irate when he was calling the game. And 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 you know, I don't blame him, but I, you know, we all know Stacey plays with passion or plays with passion, talks with passion anyway, and does his job with passion. 
because he loves this team and he loves the Bulls and he gets frustrated like the rest of us, sometimes he gets a little bit too uh, animated and frustrated perhaps. But um, that's I, I kind of want to hear some of that from Billy. Yeah. Do you know? I, yeah, I get it. it seems I, like... I get he has decorum and he likes to hold his poise and he likes to stay calm. But sometimes your players, like, you know, they just need to see that you care about them enough. See, what I'd like to know is what did Bickerstaff say to get his tech and what did Billy say to get his? I don't know. You know, obviously, we're never going to know. No. But, you know, obviously, both were out of frustration. But whatever it was that Bickerstaff said seemed to change the refs. So well, where they were doing it. Between that and, and the sarcastic clap from uh, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need. We need to we need to throw a few claps into the, some of these dad bods, as you call them. <laughs> but Tony, well, Tony Brothers was particularly, particularly ruthless with the calls against us last night, I thought. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. not to call a ref out or anything, but... Tony Brothers. <laughs> I mean, for me with Billy, I don't know. It's I can see why people are calling for his job. I really can. Um, but at the same time, like I just said, I think he's been left out, hung out to dry a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the roster isn't good enough. No. And it doesn't seem like he's getting any support from the top at the minute. Not at the minute. And no. he's got all the shit to deal with from the bottom. And, you know, like we said, he made the adjustments last night on that final uh, free throw by Mitchell. He knew what was coming. He knew yeah. he needed Drummond out there. Billy's not the one that's meant to be boxing out Donovan Mitchell. No. So, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, and yeah, we have just said about the last plays with Damar something else needs to be done but how much of that is player power and well, is that where Billy falls because he lets the players do what they want rather than saying no Damar I'm not going to you I'm going to go to Zach yeah. or you know what I'm going to sit you just to mix things up a little bit and I'm going to go to Kobe he's just yeah it's I think obviously this team's too nice, and I think Billy's the nicest of them all. To be fair, yeah, you could be right there. So one final one: where are you at with the, the roster, the players? Well, well, without breaking down everything, um, I just like I, like I said there a few minutes ago, I, I, I just think something needs to change now, and it. Honestly, the only place it really looks like it could come from is by breaking up the big three. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you. And then the follow-up question was going to be... Who? Yeah. Yeah, I knew you. I knew that. (laughs) Yeah. um, Do you want to take this one first? Yeah. So the last few games, Vooch has really pissed me off. I'll, I'll be honest. And you know that from yeah. the live threads because he's regressed that much but I think that's the team more than Vooch the, I just 
don't think that Vooch, unless things are going through him, it's pointless him being there because yeah. he's just not interested. Doesn't rebound and his shot goes all over the place. And that's the two things that we need from him. Um, I mean, all right, he had a pretty all right game last night in a loss, which doesn't really help. But previous to that, you know, so I'm not out on Vooch. He, as I've always said with him, is the most frustrating player on this roster. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, he's also on an expiring. Uh-huh. So obviously the decision's got to be, do you extend him or do you trade him whilst you can? But then who wants him? Right. You I'm know, sure there's, I'm sure there's teams out there that would, would take Vooch. Yeah. Um, then you go on to Zach. Just got his max deal. He's not going anywhere. No. They're building the team around him for me. Yeah. So, that goes to Damar. And, as I've said in previous episodes, I love Damar. I love everything he's done. But to me, he is the problem on this team. Yeah, and I uh, I tend to agree with you on that, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think... Tomorrow is long for this world with the Bulls. No, well, I say. I mean, problems the wrong word. I think it, he's his style of play doesn't suit Bulls. No, it doesn't. Because it, it doesn't seem to. You know, it's great that he can go out and hit. Was it forty three points or whatever it was last night? Yeah, forty. That's, was it forty three? Right, like yeah, you know, start 44. brilliant. Forty-four is, is his record at the minute. Something like three wins and nine losses when he's put up over thirty points. Yeah, it's not great, is it? You know, and as we've said before, to me, the best the Bulls have played is when Demar's put up nine points this season, and that's the best Demar's played as well. Yeah, because and, he's played more all-round game. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah, when he puts up 40 points or 30 points, whatever it is, he does have a bit of an all-round game. He does pick up plenty of assists and last night he was getting steals and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's when we go to Iso Demar in the fourth. You know, P. Wills started the last few games like house on fire, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. come out, but then it's like, no, we're taking the ball out of your hands, P. Will. Don't trust you anymore. We're going to Demar. Yeah. And then when the ball does go back to him in overtime from Zach, he's not quite ready for it. Yeah, he's gone cold. Yeah. So, and I also think Demar's got the highest trade value at the minute. Well, absolutely. Or it's definitely as high as it's going to be for Demar. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, he's he's on the the lesser contract out, contract out of himself and Zach. So he's easier to shift in that respect. And he's playing pretty much peak DeMar stuff right now. Yeah. For the last and season and a half. I'm sure there's going to be a potential contender out there that will look at him and go, you know, we could do with another 30-point scorer. Whether they want to go through his ISO scoring is a different thing. But yeah, that wouldn't be our problem. So, yeah, I mean... 
you don't particularly want to see anybody leave, but something's got to happen. Something's got to give because what what we have now and what we've been trying to do, it it's not working, or at least it's not working consistently and well enough. Yeah, and I mean, is there any point in trading somebody like Kobe or P Will or whatever for the same thing to happen with the big three? Or yeah, I mean, all you're going to get like Jay Crowder. All you're going to get is another rotational piece, really. Yeah. That's going to stand there and watch DeMar go ISO or Vooch, Ricky yeah. Threes or whatever. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of the depressing stuff. We've got a couple of announcements to make. And the first one's a bit of a nothing one, really. Just a bit of fun that we do. And it's our C-Red UK Player of the Month. Um, for October slash November, it was Demar that won it. Yep. <laughs> and for December, it was Demar that won it. Get rid of Demar. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of goes against everything we've just been saying. <laughs> um, the top three in this vote. Well, it goes between our private group and I'll put it out on Twitter as well. Um, Demar, like I say, tops it with 48%. Zach was second with 34%, and then Kobe was in third with 10%. Right. And then others picked up. You know, there's a couple of votes for P. Will, Drummond, somebody sarcastically voted for Lonzo. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, Demar didn't get my vote. Surprise, surprise. No, didn't get mine either. Mine was split between Zach and Kobe. And like we've said, we can see why Damar does get the vote. Yeah. But if you watch the games fully, you know, Zach was massive for us in December or parts of December anyway. Zach was my vote. You know, even in like the Hawks and the Knicks wins, he was hitting big threes in the last couple of minutes. Which, because of the final plays of Io and uh, Demar hitting the buzzer beaters, people seem to forget about. Yeah. And Kobe's just yeah, been Kobe. That's why he got my second vote. So yeah. Anyway, like I say that was just a little bit of fun. I'll put the graphic out later on at some point. And on yep. to the final announcement. And do you want to take this or do you want to leave it? Oh, to no, me? no, no. I wouldn't want to take the glory away from you, Matthew. This, right, this, well, this is yours. Are you going to give me a drum roll then? Okay, hang on a second. <laughs> C-Red UK is going to Paris. Yeah, baby. Well, more thingy. Me and you are going to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, we're going to Paris. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't think we were. Yeah, obviously, we did say at the time when tickets went on sale that we hadn't given up hope. And essentially, it's from a contact at Bulls who's helped us out massively. Um, not just us, there's other creators that are going. We've been yeah. given the same sort of tickets. Uh I won't name them because I don't know if they've announced it, but I've been in talks with them and hopefully we'll get a chance to meet up with them. Hopefully. Uh, while we're over there. Um, 
but yeah, so he's he come through just what about two or three days before Christmas. I think I said you know that we definitely got the tickets. Yeah. And obviously, since then, we've had to book flights, time of work. You'd already got the hotel booked. So, yeah, yeah. the first time we actually meet face-to-face is going to be in the city of love. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not sure how our uh, other halves are going to feel about that. But <laughs> yeah, and you've assured me that it's a twin room, not a double room that we've got. Well, I booked a twin room. Hey, listen, if they get things mixed up, Matt, what can I say? It's not on me. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll take a cuddle off you if it means watching Bulls. Well, yeah, whatever. We'd do anything for the Bulls, <laughs> wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, I'd sleep on the streets in Paris, to be fair. So. Yeah. But, yeah, so we're, uh, we'll be flying out the day before the game. Um, we'll have the day of the game in Paris and then obviously be at the game. And then we'll fly back the day after. Um, yeah, early doors, actually. Yeah. Which again don't bother me. It's it's done then. It's over. It's, yeah, yeah. Get back to the real world. Um, so yeah, obviously we'll aim to meet up with as many members of Bulls Nation that are out there. Yeah, I'll, absolutely. You know, drop, drop us a line if you're going to be out there and let us know. Yeah, um, and we'll aim to bring as much sort of content as we can from there. But if we don't, we're enjoying ourselves at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about when we get back, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's what it's about three weeks now, isn't it? I think till yeah, we fly. Just under. Just under. So, yeah, I say, see Red UK, go into Paris. Yeah, baby. Vive la France. And you know what? I don't even care if they lose while we're there. But okay. Just, I don't believe you, but okay. Oh yeah, I'll I'll kick off when it does happen. But <laughs> just to be part of the experience of being there, you know, watching Bulls in person. Yeah, I'm a little bit gutted because my obviously my live streak at the minute is 137 or 38, and it falls just short of 150 while we're out there. Um, would have been nice for it to be the 150th straight live game, been in person, but true. Can't have it all, can we? No, no, no. <laughs> you, just have to, you just have to do the 200th game in Chicago instead well yeah that would be nice um, yeah. I'm just trying to quick maths if it would work out to be this year but I don't think it will because we're not going to the playoffs uh, yeah we'll um, we'll end it there I think on a on a positive before we end up depressing ourselves even more yeah absolutely so yeah um Happy to be back. Happy to be going to Paris. Um, let us know what you think of this episode in the comments, wherever, uh, you know, wherever it is you see it. And as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C. Red UK, and you can find us on all the socials at C. Red UK. And I've been Neil. You can find me on Twitter at Neil C. Red UK. We appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at the Sea Red UK podcast, where it's a Chicago Bulls thing. If you wish, please do subscribe, rate and review us. And until next time, wherever you are, Sea Red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.